Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Come on, side, side, Said lover, it's come on, son. The podcast being oversaw by oversaw by Combat Jack because he's no longer with us. So rest in peace, Combat Jack. As I say every podcast, um, it's a special podcast today. Um, gonna play a lot of clips off of one album because on uh, October twenty ninth, nineteen ninety six. One of my favorite members of the Wu-Tang Clan, if not my favorite, Iron Man, was dropped by Ghostface Killer. October 29th, 1996. That's 96. It's 25 years ago. 25 years ago on that album. Now, if you're a real Wu-Tang fan, you know that Ghost's album was not the first Wu-Tang solo album to come out. Um... After Enter the Wu-Tang Clan in 36 Chambers, um, RZA became a part of a group, I don't know if y'all remember this or not, called the Grave Diggers. Right? Robert Diggs. I thought that was kind of cool that Bobby Diggs and then the Grave Diggers. Um, and Six Feet Deep came out in 94. The first solo Wu-Tang album was Method Man's album, which was Takao. It came out also in 1994. After that, in 95, we got Return to the 36 Chambers, the Dirty Virgin, Old Dirty Bastards, a solo album in 95, and only built, the critically acclaimed, only built for Cuban Links, which Ghost is all over that album also. And Liquid Swords, the genius. Jizza album came out, 1995. And then in 1996, Ghostface solo album comes out. Ghost. But, and the funny thing about it, it says Iron Man, and then on the cover it says featuring Raekwon and Capadonna. So Raekwon and Capadonna have a very big part in that album. A huge part. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Raekwon is on like 13, yeah, about 13 tracks on that album. That, that's crazy. Now, if you look it up on Wikipedia, let me read it off for you before we, we play 
the first track off that album. A little bit of it. You know we can't play the whole track right here when we're doing this. Iron Man is a debut solo album by American rapper. We know that. Ghostface Killer from, you know, Staten Island. It came out October 29th, 1996 on Epic Records. It was produced by the RZA. The album's music draws prominently on black exploitation films and soul samples. And you can hear that a lot if you go back now and listen to the album. Um, they say it's more so on than the other solo debuts from groups. Remember, Iron Man contains references to the nations of gods and earth. Iron Man peaked at number two. On the Billboard 200 charts, it was certified platinum by the RIAA, Recording Industry Association of America. Many music critics have praised the album for Ghostface Killer's imaginative lyricism and RZA's production style, with some revering it as one of the greatest Wu-Tang solo albums. And that came out on Epic and Razor Sharp, which was, you know, uh, my man, uh, Derisa. Yeah. So it, it had a, when the, when the album came out, man, it's supposed to be like a solo album, but Raekwon and Capadon is all over it. And like I said, Raekwon appears on 13 out of the 17 tracks. Okay. And then I'm going to get back to one track in particular. And Capadonna is on five different songs. Five different songs. Raekwon is on 13 songs. Let's play the first song off that album. Okay? Off the Iron Man album that came out in so many, 25 years ago, y'all. Let's rock Iron Maiden. Just give me a little bit of that right now. Iron Maiden was Ghostface, Raekwon, and Capadonna. Give me a little bit of that right now. Showing up, hit the bank and thrust. Who Nordic cause Jamie Summer got trained on the tour bus. We upgrade, swallow raw eggs. Read the label, hitting white label, left the window bagel, unstable, smooth sailing. Walked in, my earth start nailing, started stealing. I'm too ill, see what villain at the ball. They kicked up, Mac, Max Motion, Michael Bowen magazine. Now, if you go back and listen to that song entirely, what separated this album to me from a lot of albums? even to this day by a lot of different hip hop artists. Raekwon is the first voice you hear. This is not Raekwon's solo album. Only built for Cuban links had came out already. You would expect normally that if this is Iron Man, Ghostface Killer featuring Raekwon and Capadonna, as it says on the album cover, you would expect to hear Ghostface first. The first rhyme you hear on this album is not by Ghostface. It's by Raekwon. So much love for Raekwon that Raekwon has a solo record on Ghostface's album. Ray is the only one rhyming on Faster Blade. That's that's the number three track, and then we'll get back to the number two track. Play me a little bit of Faster Blade right now. Hey yo, moving on these niggas like they yo so yo. You know how we go, we go ship them out like Perico. Fine, throw the shades off top, connect and lock a building. Hold out a while, niggas building, saving the children. Come on now, check out the view like an ocean front, slow motion and cunt. Taking what we want, you know it, kid. Asiatic, holding power. Yo, that just goes to show you 
how crazy that was. The flat, the faster blade is Raekwon solo. Man, that's crazy, yo. That that's crazy to me. Real, real quick, crazy. And then you really got to hear a good of Ghost's vulnerability on the album. Um, and that was from, of course, All That I Got Is You. And we'll get to All That I Got Is You later on because that was one of the singles that was released off the album and a video. And that is Mary J. Blige singing on All That I Got Is You. That had been... um. You know, people have been talking about that for a long time. Matter of fact, let's not wait. Just give me a give me a little bit of all that I got is you, Super Producer Crystal, please. Family ain't family no more. We used to play ball, eggs after school, eat grits because we was poor. Grab the flies for the channel, fix the hanger on the TV. Rocking each other's pants to school wasn't easy. We survived winters. Snotty knows with no coast. We kept it real, but the older brother still had jokes. Sadly, daddy left me at the age of six. I didn't know nothing but mommy neatly packed the shoes. She cried. Yeah. You know, RZA really, really, really did his thing on this album, man. Really did his thing. And they a lot of people talked about why Ghost's voice sounds a lot different on this record than it did on, on other records, especially like on Raekwon's record or even on, on the Wu-Tang Clan album. And I noticed it too. And... In his book, The Tower Wu, Rizzo pointed out that Ghostface's voice sounds noticeably different on Iron Man because Iron Man was released following a flood that destroyed the basement studio in which those recordings were made. Rizzo had set up individual microphone preamps and compressors for each member, which were destroyed in the flood. Thus, the vocals on Iron Man had to be recorded in a different studio with different equipment and different settings with slightly altered the sound of Iron Man. Iron Man is one of those classic 90s hip-hop albums. Without the shadow of a doubt. The music and the rhymes are so good on Iron Man. I think Iron Man set a standard for what a lot of hip-hop albums were supposed to sound like. Wildflower being the next song that I really, really, really loved on this album. Let's play a little bit of Wildflower, please. Yo, bitch, I fucked your friend. Yeah, you sting ho. I seen her on the elevator, honey, grab my kango. She put me on the mega shit, bout to slap the bitch. She shot crazy verbal. I leaned back like I'm rich. It took place late night on February 17th. Hands flooded like ink. My face on her magazine. Just got back from Honolulu, pocket stacking buku cash. Girlfriend shift to you who and laugh, yo. There's so many really good records on this on this album man and one of the standards and i remember when this album came out um yeah it was the it, we were, it was the end of of an era for us cuz young tv raps ended that same year and i was still on hot 97 at the time and i remember when the dj's really started started playing songs off this iron man album and especially in the mix because all that I got is you was added, and we was playing that already, right? And but Daytona 500 was a song that all the DJs like to play, and I really liked D- Daytona 500. Even if I'm jumping around a little bit here, y'all stay with me. I really like Daytona 500 because on the beginning on the, on that album, they put the force and D's on there, and I thought that was so so dope because the force and D's. 
don't get enough credit for putting Staten Island on the map. You have to understand, for a lot of us, Staten Island is that other borough. Like, Manhattan is an island also, right? Surrounded by water. Staten Island is surrounded by water. So for those of y'all who are not from the New York City area, area that don't understand Staten Island, let me break it down for you real quick. The city of New York is comprised of five boroughs. The city of New York sits within the state of New York. So when you hear people say New York, New York, they're talking about the city of New York within the state of New York. Now, our city is comprised of five boroughs. There's Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, the Bronx, and Staten Island. If you're not from one of those five boroughs, you're not from New York City. You could be from New York State, but you're not from New York City. If you're from Yonkers, if you're from Mount Vernon, if you're from um, Long Island, Hempstead, Westbury, all of that, that is New York. It's New York State. It's not New York City. The same way with Buffalo, New York, Rochester, New York, that's all the state of New York. It's not the city. It's not the five boroughs. It's not the city. So Staten Island is always been the bastard borough because it's closer to New Jersey than it actually is to New York City. You have to go there. There is. You can get from. Like Brooklyn and Queens is pretty connected to each other, right? The Bronx and Manhattan is pretty connected to each other. But Staten Island is something totally different. You have to go across one of the biggest bridges in New York City to get to Staten Island from Brooklyn, which is the Verrazano Bridge. Or you have to come from the Jersey Way, which is the Gothels Bridge, to get to Staten Island. So Staten Island's always been on its own. And from Manhattan, you have to take a ferry or a car to get to Staten Island. So the Staten Island Ferry will drop you off downtown Manhattan. So the first real great group that we ever heard that came out of Staten Island was the Force MDs. They started as the Force MCs. They were rappers slash singers. Then they realized that they sang way better than they can rap. When I first heard of them, it was Captain Rock and the Force MCs. Okay. Then they became the Force MDs, a singing group. Y'all might remember them from, you know, Tears, Tears, stuff, stuff like that. They had, you know, uh, Love is a House, all of those great songs. When I think of Daytona 500, I thought it was dope that the Wu-Tang Clan, who had already blew up, blew up Staten Island for hip-hop, were dope enough to put the Force MDs, who were the originators of talent coming off of Staten Island that really put Staten Island on the map on their, on their album. Kind of paid homage to the Force MDs. Let's play a little bit of, of it, of the Force MDs on the beginning of Daytona 500, and then just give me a little bit of Daytona 500. Super producer Krista, thank you. It'd be the illest MCs in the world today. Cabaret, Quan, and the RZA. So listen to them clear and put the box right near your ear. Light your blunts and down your beers. Cause you can never fuck with roots and killer bees. Shout it, find it. 
Yo, this this album, man, the Iron Man album, you got to think about it. It solidified Ghostface as a star in the Wu-Tang. It really, it really, really did. I mean, being the next one to come out, come out the, uh, out of the box like that, that's special. Method Man being the first, okay, and then... You know, you, we all knew Old Dirty was going to do his thing. We 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 knew that. But Old Dirty and Only Built for Cuban Links coming out. And the Genius. All three of them albums came out the same year. Wu-Tang Forever came out the year after Ghost's album. And Ghost hasn't stopped making albums yet. It's just amazing to me how great the sound was on this album. How great the lyrics are on this album. How, to, how great the album is, period. And there's no two ways about that, man. All right, this is just a fantastic piece of work. No doubt about it. Iron Man is a fantastic piece of work, y'all. Let's play another joint off of Iron Man, shall we? Let's play another joint. Let's play uh, a little bit of 260. Let's hit a little bit of 260 right now. And then right after 260, I'm going to take a little pause for the cause. This is, come on, son. The podcast. Yo, kick down the door in the spot 260, 2L. I heard they had O's for sale. I heard the same shit. Money driver, burgundy whip. Keep a low face, like some places in great pay. Where's the cat from? Think he's from New Jerusalem. Pretty Rick did his thing for him, but he was using him. Attention, all my come on, son family. Yes, I am talking directly to you. Are you looking for a delicious and refreshing way to take in some additional nutrition and essentials that are good for you? Well, vitamin water at its core is a simple and fast way to get some health benefits from vitamins, electrolytes, and other ingredients, all with a great taste. Are you hearing me? Are you listening to me? Are you in tune with me? Well, I certainly hope so. The best part of vitamin water, zero sugar, Great taste and zero sugar. You heard me right. I said zero sugar. Now, a couple of my favorite flavors that help quench my thirst and hydrate my body at the same time. Vitamin water, zero shine. Strawberry lemonade flavor with biotin, vitamin A, and 200% more vitamin C to help support hair and skin health. And you know we all need that. Another favorite of mine is the vitamin water revive. Fruit punch flavored, and I love fruit punch, with Choline and potassium supporting normal liver function. Gotta have it. Listen, my friends, the older we get, the more we need to care about what we put in our bodies. All right, let's be real. And vitamin water has added ingredients to its entire rainbow of flavors. Listen to me. For anything you might need in your hydration, there's vitamin water for that. Come on, son. son. This portion of Come On, Son, the podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965. There's something about those golden arches in the sky that brings on a sense of warmth and familiarity you can't get anywhere else. McDonald's is way more than affordable, delicious food. It's the neighborhood meetup spot. It's a teenager's first job. It's that pit stop you know is always going to be there on road trips. I remember back in the 90s, McDonald's was that number one spot to host your toddler's birthday party. Y'all remember that? Everybody had a birthday party at McDonald's. And remember those old school play places? 
Those were the perfect babysitter where parents could just take a moment to themselves and enjoy a nice Coke or a Big Mac all to themselves without baby Jason screaming, Give me some of that, Daddy! McDonald's is your neighborhood community meetup space that keeps on adapting with the times from free Wi-Fi access to creative coffee combinations. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. Thank you, McDonald's. Come on, son. Get the fuck out here with that corny shit. And I am back. Talking about this Iron Man album from Ghostface Killer. Now, what I love about this album also, and it came out 25 years ago, if y'all just tuning in and wondering why I'm talking about this album. It came out 25 years ago this week. Another thing that I love about this album, the RZA is the sole producer on this. And there's something about when RZA and Ghostface get together and do music, that they just they just make magic. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen the Hulu series on Wu-Tang Clan. I don't know. I don't know if you see it. Did you guys see it? I, I, I hope you saw it. Uh, an American Saga. Hulu presents Wu-Tang Clan, an American Saga. But there's a lot of insight into that that we did not know about. And there's a lot of liberties taken, too, because there's a couple of scenes in that where Power and Raekwon, who are both from Park Hill, okay, they shoot up Ghostface's house and almost kills his brothers, two brothers with muscular dystrophy, which is very true, in wheelchair. But that part never happened. But there was some real tension between Stapleton, where Ghostface is from, and Park Hill, where Power who is the executive producer and the money man behind the Wu-Tang Clan, are from. So apparently Raekwon used to sell drugs for Power. Power was a major player in Staten Island and, and Park Hill. And the Stapleton was totally different than Park Hill, where, where Ghostface used to used to hustle and where, you know, down there where Bobby and, and Divine and all of them lived at, okay? So there's a big difference there. So what's amazing about it is the tension that was absolutely really there between Park Hill dudes and Stapleton dudes and the way that RZA had to bring everybody together and kind of squash the tension between Raekwon and Ghost and how magical those two dudes are on the mic. If you just joining me again, I repeat, uh, Raekwon is on 13 tracks on this album. 13 tracks. And the Iron Man uh, album is really a prequel to one of Ghost's greatest works of art, which is Supreme Clientele. Supreme Clientele didn't come out before Iron Man. Iron Man came out before Supreme Clientele, which is, to me, you can hear the growth, right? In Ghostface Killer from Iron Man to Supreme Clientele. The wordplay gets a whole lot better if you go back and listen to um, the Wu-Tang Clan's first album, Into the 36 Chambers, right? If you listen to Ghostface on there and then listen to Ghostface on, on the Iron Man album, you can hear the growth in Ghostface as as an MC. And one of my favorite joints on here where you can really hear how much better Ghostface got. Listen, let's play a little bit of Poisonous Darts. This this is just Ghost 
by himself on this record. Play Poisonous Darts. Super Producer Krista, if you please. Catch you like soybean, burn like a laser beam. My vaccine, I shoot a firm and it connects like cybers. This segment, rap fragment, comes together like magnets. A track catch, capture like dragnet. Going through mad phases of all ages. Killer bees lock the fuck up behind cages. The Genovese swallow this line and quarter freeze. Press call ID for me to quote more degrees. You hear it? Can you really hear it? Yeah, man. And then on Supreme Clientele, he gets even, he just gets even better on Supreme Clientele than he is on Iron Maiden. And then he just grows and grows and grows. There's just so many Ghostface albums. I can't even pick my favorite, but I'm focusing on this one right here, right now, because it's been 25 years since Ghostface Killer has dropped the Iron Man album. Wildflower is another dope-ass record. You know, on this album, man. And and I think we should play a little bit of Wildflower. You fell off. You was my main shit. My peeps showed you up on the string. You saw how I got down the way I thought had you trained. But you had to fuck this lobster head ass nigga. I should have slapped him. But the guard said, chill. That's your wish for a guard. Handle that in the lab. I'm wondering how many times your hot ass got stabbed. You dumb bitch. Horny hot fuck from out the mountains. Your clientele is low. Catch you next show, bro. I got jerk. Gave away my pussy. That shit hurt. It feel like somebody died or shot your you know who's always been very interesting um, when it comes to the Wu-Tang Clan and their position in the Wu-Tang Clan? Capadonna. Capadonna and Master Killer to me. Like, we all know that you God was around from the very early part of formation of Wu-Tang Clan. We know that, that you God. We know there was a time period when they were recording into the 36 Chambers that you God got locked up. But Master Killer is like, he is like a late addition to the Wu-Tang Clan. You know what I mean? And um, he's always been an interesting character to me because it's like, and, and Capadonna was too, because it's like, you know, who, like, there's a lot of Master Killer stuff that came out early that Master Killer wasn't on, and then Master Killer appears on a lot of stuff, and you really don't hear a lot about Master Killer. And then Capadonna came, and then Capadonna was just like, wow, where did this guy come from? He wasn't on the original album. But you can see Kappa shine the brightest to me on this album on a song called Winter Wars. Super producer Krista, play me Capadonna. He's the last verse on the song. Listen, and I remember when this song came out, the way the DJs was playing these joints, like when, you know, after they finished messing with Daytona 500 and stuff like that, when they really jumped on Winter Wars, man, Capadonna shines so bright on Winter Wars. You can understand why Capadonna is part of the Wu-Tang Clan. Play me a little bit of uh, Capadonna's verse, only Capadonna's verse from Winter's War, Winter Wars, excuse me. See my face on a $20 bill, cashing in and get $10 back. The fat LP with cappuccino on the wax. Pass it in your thing, put valve up to 12. Put all the other LPs back on the shelf and smoke a blunt and dial 917 1604931111. And you could get long dick hip hop affection. I damage any. Yo, they got so many dope joints on this Iron Man album, man. That is my pleasure to celebrate the 25-year anniversary of Iron Man, Ghostface Killer's album featuring Capadonna and Raekwon the Chef. 
Another really, really, really underrated member of the Wu-Tang Clan, in my opinion, and he's on this album also, is Inspector Deck. Inspector Deck, man. Listen to Inspector Deck on Cream. Just play me a little bit. I know it's not on the Iron Man album. Just play me a little bit of Inspector Deck on Cream. To give up, so I seek the old earth who explain working hard may help you maintain to learn to overcome the heartaches and pain. You got stick up kids, corrupt cops, and crack rocks, and stray shots all in a block that stays hot. Leave it up to me while I be living proof to kick the truth to the young black youth. Thank you, Super Producer Krista. Now, give me a little bit of Inspector Deck on Protect Your Neck. So underrated, yo. So underrated. I smoke on the mic like smoking Joe Frazier, the Hellraiser, raise hell with the flavor. Terror Roger clan like troops in Pakistan, swinging through your town like your neighborhood Spider-Man. Everybody that loves the Wu-Tang Clan knows that joint right there. Now, let's go back to the Iron Man album. It's a song on this album called Assassination Day. Inspector Dex sets it off again. Take a listen. Yeah. Uh, I moved through the third world. My third eye's the guy to light. Invite the fight. We all die tonight. The life I live. The 25 to life bid. Parole we nig. I stroll a globe fugitive. Cream of short. See sight for power stalk. Plus the fiend talk. 3G's the course. The Supreme Court. White lies. This is the kind of album that you have to play all the way through. Listen to the simplistic style, but complicated, dirty, grimy production from the RZA. It's something like that only he can do. Like, I haven't heard anybody else with a production style. Like the RZA. I don't think people would choose the same kind of samples that the RZA chose. And that's why these dudes are so, so very, very successful. Nobody had the sight, the foresight that the RZA had, a.k.a. the Abbott, when dealing with the Wu-Tang Clan. Once again, if you watch Wu-Tang, an American saga, you could see, and I hope I was, um, spoiler alert for y'all who didn't get up to this point of the series yet, but this is a known fact throughout the history of the Wu-Tang Clan. And since I'm talking about Ghostface Killer, I, I figure I'd bring it up. The fact that Def Jam wanted to sign them. There's a lot of labels that want to sign them. Electra offered them a lot of money. And he went with Loud because Loud gave him complete control. It gave them complete control creatively. And it gave them complete control where they all can make money. There's a scene in it where they sat down with Tracy Waples, who was a big A&R at Def Jam at the time. Big shout out, Trey Wop. And she wanted to sign the Wu-Tang Clan. And once you signed, I remember this. Most groups that signed, you were signed as an individual and as part of the group to whatever label you signed to. So if they would have signed with Def Jam, all of them would have been, all solo albums would have had to be on Def Jam. And if one solo album were to flop, Def Jam would have probably snatched the budget away from him or shelved everybody else behind it. That's why RZA was smart enough to not 
have everybody on one label. If you look at this Iron Man album, this is an album is on Epic. Ghostface Killer was not on Def Jam. Method Man was on Def Jam. Dirty was was on um, Electra. Jizza was on Geffen, I believe. And I believe, no, Raekwon stayed on Loud. You know, so th- they were able to do that, which was incredibly an intelligent thing to do, was to have your artists, everybody make their own money that way. You know, you don't have them all bunched up and dependent on one label to successfully and respectfully move all your artists. All Loud had was Wu-Tang Clan and a first right to refusal on every single artist. So, in other words, they had about 30 days to decide whether or not they wanted to sign Old Dirty as a solo artist. And Old Dirty would get his own budget, different from the Wu-Tang Clan's budget, which was genius. I mean... And and as being an MC in that group, the Grave Diggers was I don't believe was on loud. I'd have to double check that with my man Dan Smalls, but y'all know how to hit me up. If I'm wrong, y'all always let me know. Um, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. The only other person I had sort of did that was Herbie Azor, but he did that as a producer. He just a producer. He wasn't really you know rhyming. I mean, he said something on pushing and stuff, but you know he wrote all the Salt and Pepper rhymes, but. They weren't one collective group. Like he had Salt and Pepper under his umbrella, Kwame, Dana Dane, Kid and Play, Sweet T. They were more of a of a collective of groups that he would produce and stuff, but he wasn't rhyming on that. It wasn't like they were all one group and then he signed them all to one label and then signed everybody else around individually. What he did was he had a production company and he signed them to his production company and then got deals for them all over the place. But this is one group, including the Reza, signed to Loud, and then everybody signing all over the place, except, you know, Loud decided to uh, keep Raekwon, and thank God they did, because Only Built for Cuban Links is a masterpiece, as well as this Iron Man album. This Iron Man album is definitely, without a doubt, a masterpiece. Let's play uh, something else from this album. Let's play... A little bit of box in hand off this Iron Man album. No, it's like Space Kid. The whole world is pitch black. Granola rap. No, got smaller famous team. Walked up and photo man black down. Numerous round boots is brown. Getaway driver. This white bitch from out of town. We love horse racing, shaking jakes and high speed chasing. Porno stations, drinking violations, garlic nations. Super dope. Super dope. Yo, it's just amazing to me how they get where, where some of these titles come from, man. Like, you would think that. You know, sometimes it's just a word that's in the song. You know, a lot of times back in the days, you'd see uh, Planet Rock, right? You would see that. That's the title of the song. And then the chorus is like, rock, rock to the planet, rock. Don't stop. So then, you you know, you understand why they called it Planet Rock. But a lot of Wu-Tang Clan songs, it may be just somebody might say the word. (coughs) Excuse me. And it might not even be Ghost that said the word. And um, all of a sudden, that becomes the title of the song. For example, I believe it's, it's, it's uh, Capadonna on this song. Kame, that says actually says the word 
Kame. Let's take a listen a little bit of Kame off this Iron Man album. Thousand times maybe tonight though. You sexy motherfucker. Damn, what's the recipe? You make a nigga wanna goddamn. Can you cook, darling? At the stove, you're revolving. Baked macaroni, turkey wings, a nigga starving. Here, take my number, let me pull a chair from under. I had fun, plus your backyard speak with thunder. Another part of that song that I love so much, man, is the fact that it's an ill sample of Teddy Pendergrass. It's a, that's love was never born to say, love was never born to say, just another helpless fool and love is what I am. That is a great sample in a kind of an offbeat sample kind of way of the use of um, Teddy Pendergrass sample done by the RZA. There's so many gems, man. So many gems. Kame is just one of them. And like I said, Ghost does not say the word Kame. Another does Rayquan. Another does. Another uh, did. Excuse me, Rayquan on this song. Kame was said by Capadonna, and the song is called Kame. It is, you know, you would think using that Teddy Pendergrass sample that just another helpless fool would be the name of the record. Nah, the name of the record is just Kame. So fucking dope, y'all. Let's let, let's play a little bit of uh, Black Jesus. Yeah. Give me a little bit of Black Jesus there, Super Producer Crystal, off this Iron Man album as we celebrate 25 years of a classic. Yo, ice rockin' niggas, peace, this summer's mines I blow the biggest back up off me While I grab my dick and hold a honey park The blue 600 Wally King just right behind me Tackle clubs, never rock lugs and wear above These mics is like the golden gloves versus spark plug It's like the pennant, seminars to play off Start the day off, like Cochran got old J-off Wordplay Wordplay is crazy, yo Like, the way them dudes rhyme is so different Than the way everybody else rhyme this Iron Man album really, really, really bought it out, man. Yo, listen to this, man. I, I, I can't even rhyme it the way <laughs> Ghost is rhyming, but I can, I can read it to you. Yo, hit me for these Tommy Hill ice rocket niggas. Peace this summer's mind. I blow the biggest back up off me while I grab my dick and hold a hiney, park the blue 600. Wally Kings is right behind me. Tackle clubs, never rock lugs. I'm way above. These mics is like the golden gloves versus spark plugs. It's like the pennant, seminars, the playoffs. Start the J off like Cochran got OJ off. The specialist who eyeballed the mistress's necklace, perpetuous, the curly-head kid's treacherous, let go of the ego so we could dip-dip-dive like Lego, throw one can-can, eat that plus this instrumental, ah, shit, say stockologist, stockologist, fried fish, halibut, pull out the bullhorn, let's celebrate like Curtis was born, we elbowed our way inside loud and got on, I played the building, Burn a branch and get filled in. Lake Pilgrims G and Pepperidge Farms from out of millions. Who want to rhyme? Who want to challenge the sword mans that rock the fisherman hat like Gordans? That's crazy. Nobody rhymes like nobody rhymes like that, B. Nobody rhymes like Ghostface the man. And you God killed that joint too, yo. Nobody. We have to celebrate and give flowers where flowers is due. When people make a dope ass album like that. You have to celebrate. You got to celebrate that fucking album. 100%, man. 
you have to celebrate that that Iron Man album. It's it's too much. It's way too much. You gotta. Let's play some of uh let's play a little bit of after the smoke is clear. Yo, don't go show these niggas how we get deep down and dirty like he on. Got his weight pushed back by Burry Joe. They got a hit placed on my head. What should the guard do? Max out of Spain and do business with the Jews. Never that. Don't never look at me out of sync. The Imperial Industrial King got win. Don't give a fuck like the poor part. We want to talk the heart. They used to push me in sharper parts. Now I'm writing dark like Ebenezer. Thank you, Super Producer Kristen. Appreciate you. Yeah, we hit you with a little bit of All That I Got Is You featuring Mary J. Blige. That was early in the podcast. And now I'm going to hit y'all with uh, a little bit of Marvel. Yo, black man, watch out, she short water trout. Al dudes dug her back out inside the dugout. Heard the pussy was good, big niggas fell victim. Mentally stripped, and one guard turned Christian. She no magic, soaking wet pussy on the matches. Skin like Cleopatra's, the leading actor. She been fucking since we went to 14. Look at Miss Thing. 16 banging songs on the album. An hour, three minutes in length. Came out, like I said, in 1996. Sony Music Entertainment, which he was signed directly to Epic, though, which was, again, smart on the Rizzo's part. Uh, Wu-Tang Productions controlled all of that, got all of these dudes paid, and here we are 25 years later still talking about Ghostface's first album. The first fucking album from Ghostface Killer. The first of many, but the very first album. Iron Man. Big up to everybody who was on that Iron Man album. That Iron Man album is absolutely something that should be in your collection for all hip-hop fans. I don't care how old you are. The Iron Man album should be in your collection. All right, when I come back, come on, son. It's about that time for me to tell y'all what's really on my mind. It's come on, son, the podcast. Come on, son, get the fuck out here with that corny shit. What up, everybody? It's me, Ed Lover. It's time for another come on, son. So let's get right into it. The New York Knicks. The New York Knicks, the season just started, and y'all are balling. Balling like a motherfucker. We got Kimber Walker. We got Derrick Rose. We got some We got some good players there on the New York Knicks. But Knicks, come on, son. I'm come on, son, of you because I know you're going to fucking disappoint me just like the Giants, yo. I know it. Don't get me gassed up like y'all did last year and then fucking disappoint me when it get to the playoffs, man. Okay? Suck now and be good later. I don't need you to be good right now and suck later on. Please, New York Knicks. I live and die for the New York Knicks, man. I'm one of them people, come on, son, that I get one team and I stick to the team. And just last week, I was ready to give up on my damn Giants. Because Giants, you know like I know that you're a racist-ass organization. Then what do y'all do? You turn around and you beat the Carolina Panthers. Gave me a little bit of hope, and I know you ain't going to the playoffs. But Knicks, please, don't start off blazing. Don't go like 45 games and you won like 38 of the 45 games. Please don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Let me know right now. I'm the kind of person, come on, son, that want to know if you suck right now. And speaking of suck, yo, what is really good with Blue Da Vinci and this whole BMF series? I can't figure out if he snitched or if he didn't snitch. I hope to God that Blue, you didn't snitch. You my man, 50 grand. And that is no joke about it. 
I, I've me and Blue Da Vinci been cool for a long time. But damn, the man is not on the paperwork. Why do y'all keep saying he snitched? Nobody has produced paper. All I keep seeing is paperwork that says he didn't snitch. It is 50 really attacking Blue Da Vinci just to make us watch BMF. We already watching BMF. And then Blue throwing out threats like y'all better make sure when it comes time to get my name right in there that y'all get it right on shutting down all production. Blue, you went to jail. You don't want to get in trouble for doing nothing else. But I feel you because your name is really important, man. So I don't know whether Blue Da Vinci snitched or not. And basically, the way y'all fuck with snitches, I don't even care. So come on, son. To everybody that's making a fuss out of whether or not somebody snitched, and especially you, Wack 100, because you were running around with Takashi, and he snitched. We saw that snitching. So come on, son. Fuck out of here. With that bullshit right there, man. Did y'all see the lady, the white lady that got on social media and said that she feels like undocumented immigrants should work as truck drivers and unloading all the packages at the ports? See, what's happening right now is there's a lot of ships that are sitting out there at seaside, and they can't bring them in because they say they ain't enough people that's working on the ports to unload all the stuff that's out there, right? They can't get them in and get them out fast enough. So she wants to take all the undocumented workers, make them work as their payment for staying in this country. That is called slavery, you dumb fucking white woman. Come on, son. Slavery again? Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Then when she got called on it, she tried to put in her comments that that's not really what she meant. Anybody that works for free and has to do it is called slavery. Well, I swear to God, sometimes the stuff that certain white people come up with, not all white people, but certain white people deserve a big old fat. Come on, son. Like the lady that flipped the bird to the little black girl going down the sliding board and then fell and almost bust her head wide open. You had that coming. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit, man. And speaking of bullshit, did y'all waste y'all money watching Deontay Wilder fight again? Deontay Wilder. Come on, son. You are never ever going to beat the gypsy king bro it's just you just can't you can't box man or your concentration your focus is off or something bro and how you gonna how you gonna fire my man uh right after that man how you gonna fire your trainer right after that come on son he ain't the one fighting you the one fighting you cannot box mark breland is a hell of a trainer even Floyd Mayweather Jr. put up a whole post on his Instagram about how great of a fighter and a trainer Mark Breland is. And because you lost, you didn't follow the game plan, you're going to blame Mark Breland? Come on, son. All you look for is the right hand, son. All you look for is that right hand. And if you can't land that right hand, you have no other game plan, nothing. You just don't box. You, you never could box. That's why you keep busting your damn eardrum up. Because if your hands was up there, it wouldn't happen to you. So Deontay Wilder, you could fight the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, a million times, and he would beat your ass a million times. So come on, son. Go fight Anthony Joshua, who deserves a come on, son, himself for losing. Y'all just, the heavyweights, y'all, come on, son. The World Series is going on right now, son. It's the Atlanta Braves versus the Houston uh, no, that's not the Rockets. It's Houston, right? What are they called? Not the Texans. Something. Well, fuck it. I don't know, son. It's Houston. I know that much. Okay? That's where they play it. And I'm happy about it 
because the Boston Red Sox lost. Long as Boston loses, I'm good. And I know I got a lot of fans in Boston, but I'm saying, come on, son. Y'all beat my Yankees, and anytime y'all beat the Yankees, I want y'all to lose. That's it. Come on, son, to me for feeling that way. But fuck it. That's really how I feel. That's how, how I feel. And speaking of come on, son, this whole Kyrie Irving shit has just got me perplexed, man. Why do people keep thinking that it's the NBA that's keeping Kyrie from playing with the Brooklyn Nets? Come on, son. It's not the NBA, son. It's not. You know who it is? It's New York State. It's the New York, New York City, New York State that you cannot enter those arenas unless you're vaccinated. And I understand Kyrie taking a stance. I dig it. It's your body. Do what you want to do, but you're playing in New York State. And even me, who don't play for the Brooklyn Nets, can't go into that arena unless I'm vaccinated. So I dig where you're coming from, Kyrie. And then I do understand people saying, yeah, you know, it's your choice. You should have the choice. But the mandate is the mandate, God. So either you're going to play or you're not going to play in New York. And if you're going to blow $160 million not to play, fine with me too. But you already rich. That's why I'm, come on, son, and Chris Brown and Floyd Mayweather Jr. for coming out and saying the shit that y'all said. Not because you don't stand on a good principle, but. If a mandate happened, there's a lot of people like me that cannot afford to not follow the mandate. And I think the majority of Americans can't afford not to follow a mandate in their workplace if the workplace says you have to get vaccinated to work. I am a radio personality, son. Damn near every radio station has radio personalities. Okay? I've been unemployed before, son. And it took me a long ass time to find another job. Okay. I don't have 160, 180 million, 300 million like you, Floyd Mayweather, or even 50, 60 million like you, Chris Brown, or maybe more. You probably worth more than that. So y'all can talk that shit. But come on, son. Think about us motherfuckers, the regular motherfuckers, the motherfuckers that don't have millions and millions and millions of dollars. We can't afford to ignore a fucking mandate. But I do understand you, Kyrie, and in principle, I stand with you because I don't have enough money not to stand with you. I can't stand with you with your money, bro. So if you can afford it, damn right. Fight all the way. But there's a lot of us that can't. So come on, son to Chris Brown. You got enough money. You don't have to get vaccinated. Come on, son, Floyd Mayweather Jr. We know you got enough money that you don't get vac You don't have to get vaccinated. But here's what killed me. The statement that you read. I thought 50 said you couldn't read. You must have went to night school during the pandemic, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Come on, son. I'm Ed Lover, and I approve this message. This is come on, son. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Be sure to check out the return of Come On, Son, the web series exclusively on Patreon. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.